Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Clapping on 3. 1 2, two. 3. <laughs> oh, I'm still shit at that. It was All an right. okay clap. I think it'll be clap. okay. I think John will figure that out. Although, I don't know, last week I tried to do John's job um, for a brief time, and uh, I could not. <laughs> I've, sadly, I've done it before. I have not uh, tried to mux three separate audio streams into one before. and Yeah. yeah. Nope. nope. So it's Geekly Roundup episode four. Three, four? Three. Or, three. I mean, three, three, three. three. If it's going to be weekly, you Episode could just say three. Geekly Roundup for the week of... Or Geekly Roundup Get for March that. 22nd. That makes sense. Geekly Roundup for March 27th, 2015. 22nd. No, no, Sorry, 22nd. No, wait, it's the 20th today. Yeah. Yeah, so today's the 20th, but it'll it'll go out in the Sunday article on the 22nd, yeah. I guess. So the 22nd. So it's 22nd, 22nd right now, and nothing... Before WrestleMania be. Sunday. It is the week of before WrestleMania Sunday, yes. Indeed. And uh, we will have, uh, not to you know use this time on the podcast to plug my own other podcast, but next week's Ace of Geeks podcast will feature the uh, uh, guests, three guests from Hood Slam, uh, Brosif Joe Brody, Scorpion himself, and Doc Atrocity. So make sure you tune in for that, because that's going to be hilarious. Um, so if we actually started here then? Yes. Yes. we started. That was kind of a mess. We started when I said, <laughs> we're starting. Oh right, I'm so professional. This is, this is what we call a stealth intro. This is this is one of those intros that people are going to go. No one expects the Geekly Roundup podcast. <laughs> yeah. And now the fluffy pillow. I ruined it. Oh, well. Mark, we're putting you in the big comfy chair. <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, there's been a lot of news this week, and uh, I'm going to. I always make Mark go first, so this time I'm going to make. Mark, go first. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I feel really good about these choices. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this week, I want to talk about the sad, sad news that there will be no Dread sequel. What? I had not actually heard this news until this moment. What? <laughs> <laughs> Drama. Yes. So apparently... Um, well, as we all know, it didn't make that much money. It wasn't critically liked all that much, and despite the fan that uh, the fact that the fans kind of love it and it's become sort of a cult thing afterwards, and did a um, shit ton of money on DVD, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it it, it did pretty well on DVD and uh, digital and all that sort of stuff, but apparently not enough, and um, just it's not making any. It's, it doesn't. Buying a bunch of DVDs, the way that people have been doing, doesn't really make enough of a hit on the balance sheets for the uh, studio to be like, oh, we should totally do another one of these. Yeah. I don't think we've seen that really be super successful since like Family Guy, which I feel like was the last time I remember hearing that like massive DVD yeah. and separate sales had sort of spurred a, a renewal of the show. And that was truly massive sales. Like everybody I know freshman year of college had a copy of Family Guy, at least a season of Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's really a surprise that they're not going to do another one. I feel like this is the same sort of situation as um, 
Punisher Warzone, which is like literally the best Punisher movie <laughs> ever. Which is and not I don't care what anybody says. much, to be fair. I mean, it's all about no. where you set the bar. But, but so or how much you've had to drink true there. to the source, right? Like in terms of like, does it does it match or does it feel like what the comics feel like? Yes, I feel like both of the those movies kind of fit into that um, sort of niche market. That yeah, they're a lot like the comics, and people who really are fans of them probably like them. But the people who aren't just were kind of like, so that was an action movie. See, my personal theory is that yes, it you know, Dread didn't make a lot of money, and yes, they um, uh, they you know didn't don't really view DVD sales as a reason to create a sequel. But if Adi Shankar hadn't spent all of his money that he could have used to make a Dread sequel on making a fifteen-minute crappy Power Rangers fan film. <laughs> <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. We should try to get him on the program at some point. Oh my god, we totally should. I can be like, Savagely dude, what the him. fuck? <laughs> I'm sure he'd really yeah. be looking forward to doing that one. Yeah, he would. We, we could we could tell him, like, oh no, we're totally a friendly podcast. We had Johnny Young Bosch on that one time. And they'd be like, because we're fans and I don't like you. Actually, I do like him, though, because his Venom short and his Punisher short were both really, really good. And his James Bond short was really, really good. It's really well, the Power Rangers one that I don't like. And let's say it, the production value of the Power Rangers one. Yeah. Which is you know, what I'm saying great, is, yeah. why don't you it take that classy, money... classy, classy thing. Why, why don't you take that money and put it into a Dread sequel? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be using this for anything that you want to see on the air, though. You're like, well, if Avi Shankar had used the money that he used to make the Power <laughs> Rangers... Sorry, Power Slash Rangers, then he could have... Well, yeah, but he was the produ- a producer on the original Dread movie. Okay, so. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so at least there's, this one, at least this a, one's justified. I do feel like at some point you're still going to be able to use that, though. You're like, man, why, <laughs> why haven't they made a movie of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic yet? Maybe if Avi Shankar had used some of his money on this and oh. not the Power Slash Rangers. Oh, Ben, you silly bitch! They've made two My Little Pony movies. Touche. Oh. <laughs> can I well, wait? Go. Can I? Can I? Can I credit Avi Shankar for that then? Because now I feel like I'm committed. <laughs> I really actually would love to see Adi Shankar's take on My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, <clears throat> or as he would call <clears throat> it, I, uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Bloodbath. <clears throat> Excuse me, I may have just <laughs> inhaled some tea. <laughs> I'm just imagining the CGI blood spurts. Mm. <laughs> oh. You know, the funny thing about Dread, too. Twilight, was... goddamn sparkle! Oh. <laughs> 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 The funny thing about Dread as well is that that was a movie that came out after Star Trek. So when that movie so came Carl out, Urban, knew, was completely, yeah, we all yeah. knew Carl Urban could act at that yep. point. And he right. went straight with Dread. He went straight back to I am gruff Carl Urban with no emotions. And it worked for that character, but still, it was amusing to watch. Like, no, this is what we thought about you ten years ago, buddy. We, we right. know you're decent. With, there's actually some depth in there, and we know about it now. And now this is actually <laughs> disappointing instead of just status bar, status quo. But that's yeah. that's true, though. I mean, like with with Dread, but you you really have to just be that. Yeah. That's exactly that's right. Dread. Like, and it, it's yeah. sad that that makes dread it. Have him being all joking and whatever. It's sad that that makes him dread. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad that that makes Stallone. him a completely accurate dread, but it does. You know, like yeah. it's probably not hella fun yeah. for people who aren't fans to watch. Yeah, there were some cool True. sequences in that movie though. Like all the stuff they did with the drugs and the psychic visions, and like there was there was some vision behind that movie beyond just we're going to storm up the skyscraper and kill a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like the last person to talk about 3D because I hate it and it kind of gives me a headache because it's never quite right. 
like the 3D never quite seems to function for me the way that 3D is supposed to work in real life, and so I end up getting a headache. So what you're saying is your eyes are wrong. They're just putting uh, your head wrong. Yeah, sure. I, I prefer to think that the um, the 3D technology is so limited right now that it can't keep up with my amazing brain. <laughs> we'll go with that other thing that you just said. You know, potato, um, potato. Right. But yeah, so I think this movie though was one of the one of the ones that they actually did something with the 3D. You yeah. know, they had all those slow motion sequences, and it's tied into the storyline with the drug that everyone's taking, and so it worked. And it wasn't just you know gratuitous for the point of gratuitousness. Yeah, 3D works really well if it's used for a good gimmick like that, or if it's used to add depth to a movie. Like the reason Avatar three and 3D worked really well is because it's that was kind of the entire point like you could go into the movie yeah where at same thing mm-hmm. with tron legacy that's why 3d worked for that movie whereas for a movie like drive drive angry it was just like why is this in 3d i know you guys shot in 3d but you really didn't need to they did it never... because someone said the studio said 3d is big right now 3d will make us lots of money let's 3d figure Hey, why don't we use 3D technology, and maybe that will inject in, inject some sort of depth into our characters? <laughs> That's not how it works. I don't think you understand depth of story and depth of field. They both have depth in it. I'm sure that this works out just fine. It always has yeah. in the past. Meaning, you, anyway, you yeah, that's the sad story. No dread. I did not. I haven't. I did it, not. I was told by several people I trust that it was a, stop it, Silk. Wow. That it was a great movie. And then I, uh, I went to go see it, and it was the most shameless ripoff of Shoot 'Em Up I've ever seen. And if you've oh. seen Shoot 'Em Up, that is a great movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're shamelessly ripping off Shoot 'Em Up, that's that's even worse. I feel like yeah. because your Shoot 'Em Up was relatively singular. Yeah. And then to just yeah okay, it'd be like somebody that's like it. And even though I guess this is less of that, it'd, it'd be like somebody ripping off of Sucker Punch. Like you would just yes. know sort of that aesthetic and feel and design. And it's just like, but you're just, you can't, you aren't doing it better, so stop. Yeah, it'd be like somebody, you know, trying to make a movie like Sucker Punch with the same, you know, aesthetic feel and like Here it comes. the same color thing, but really like losing all the like interesting bits and all the like heart that made Sucker Punch somewhat interesting to watch. And then they could make that movie about Superman. There oh, it is. Oh, is that the same director? There it is. <laughs> I was I was wondering is he going? Yeah, oh, no, I, you you knew right away. <laughs> that's right. That's park. right, folks. Man of Steel was worse than Sucker Punch. Come at me, Internet. <laughs> wow, ding. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, really. Topic. Topic. No, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've run we that one. Talk dread the death. We've run we, that we, one into the into the ground. Yeah, you snapped it like they think it. Oh, fool. Oh, oh. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Mine is an evil laugh. Now die. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, I don't mind going next since we're talking about Mark and to Mark, and I can say, "Oh hi, Mark," and the segue kind of works, but not really. <laughs> oh hi, oh, hi Mark. Mark. <laughs> How is your sex life? <laughs> so, um, Reddit has this wonderful thing they do called called an AMA or Ask Me Anything, um, and random celebrities who usually have no idea what they're getting into go on and answer uh, uncensored questions from fans. And the idea of an Ask Me Anything is that you're supposed to answer any question you're given. Almost no one actually does that. But um, so 
Tommy, they also have a, a lady named uh, Victoria, whose job it is to sit on the phone with celebrities and type out their answers into Reddit. So the celebrities don't actually have to use Reddit. They get on the phone with this lady named Victoria, and she types up their answers. And she's usually really... She's amazing. She's super amazing. And she's really good at finding the voice of every mm-hmm. single celebrity she talks to and, like, somehow typing it up in a way oh. that, like, gets the cadence right. And the right. Keanu Reeves one, I don't know if you've seen the Keanu Reeves AMA, yeah. was perfect. Like, you can read every single answer and you can hear him in, in your head. Yeah. It's beautiful. But her true masterwork occurred this week. And that was when she did an AMA with Tommy Wiseau, director of The Room. She... <laughs> oh. So... To let's just putting this out there as plain as possible. Tommy Wiseau never answered a question during his AMA. He, all no. of his answers were something. No, it, I don't know what he, they were. He answered one question. <laughs> I, I found one question that he absolutely answered. Which one was that? Did Claudette recover from her breast cancer? Oh yeah, yes she did. He, yes, he she survived. That she recovered from her breast cancer that was mentioned in one line and never mentioned again. And that's it. Uh, he also held fast to uh, to his assertion that the room wow. was intended as a comedy from the beginning. Which that the room was intended was as a not... drama slash comedy. There's yes, no way. drama slash yeah. comedy. There's no true. way. There's no um, no. He did way. he did indicate that he would like to play catch with Joe Montana. Yes, that's about us. And he did he did field a question about um, how best to throw a football around at your bachelor party, which he answered something like uh, "Stand by the wall, no by the chimney, throw a ball." Like, I, you, you can't right. understand him. But the brilliance of the AMA was that Victoria this entire time was typing out not only the fact that he en- ended every answer with, okay, next question, and she would write that out all as one word so you'd understand that he snapped it out at her. But then she also, like, when he would say now, she would type out N-E-O-W so that you knew. Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> it's... Uh. It's, if you get the chance, you got to just Google it and look it up. It's one of the most brilliant accidental... Well, not accidental, but pieces of celebrity satire I've ever seen. Especially considering that Tommy With Wiseau, his participation, yeah, though. That's the exactly. amazing part. And knowing Tommy Wiseau, he probably... Or Wiseau, however you pronounce that. He probably never even looked at the AMA. He was too busy using it to promote the TV series he has on Hulu. Which, by the way, did you guys know Tommy Wiseau has a TV series on Hulu right now? I, I did, in fact. I, I have not in any way, shape, or form gotten anywhere near it. But I, yes, I knew about it. I'm vaguely curious in the same way that I'm vaguely curious about a nuclear explosion. Like, I'd like to see one one day, but I don't know how I would do it without dying. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I have thus far resisted the urge to actually watch the room i've seen clips and i said to myself you know what i think i kind of get it yeah i don't think i need to mainline that though i i understand why it's hilarious to watch but like i will only ever watch the room if i go to a midnight screening with like 300 other people because, oh yeah then right. that's a whole thing yeah then then you can laugh at but like if i tried to sit down on my own and watch the room it would be I would kill myself, I think. <laughs> uh, you're like, I'm just it, going to sit down and watch it by myself at my yeah. house. At, nope. Nope, we're never going to nope, hear from you I'm again. I'm throwing spoons at the screen in rage. Yep. Yeah. As you do. If you're going yeah. to do that, you, if you're going to do that, you may as well do something like, I mean, the, the Red Vic in San Francisco used to do monthly showings in a lot of places at this yeah. point. Like, it's, it's the room. It has a very singular status among people that watch the room. <laughs> It also Which there um, are more of those than you always expect. I, I don't know if you guys know this. Boisseau is, for some reason, substantially rich. That's the reason he was able to produce the room in the first That's place. That's the insane right. thing, really. And he 
had a billboard advertising the room on a major highway in LA for something like eight years. Oh my god. Wow. That's significant money. Yeah. Like once the wow. uh, once the uh, um but once the midnight screening started, the billboard mysteriously changed from like you know a horrific drama to the the best new dark comedy, but it still stayed there. <laughs> huh. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's a certain I, amount of belated self-awareness that goes into doing something like that, I think. I almost feel like Tommy Wiseau is somebody's performance art piece. Like, I think... Like he'll pull off the mask and it'll be like Joaquin Phoenix yes. underneath or something? <laughs> or like Bill Murray having fooled us all for years. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sad that we don't live in a universe where that actually is going to happen. I know. It'd be like, did you guys ever see Exit Through the Gift Shop? No. It's a, a movie no. uh, Banksy made. The Banksy yeah. one. Yeah. It's, it's ostensibly about a guy, of this French director, trying to do a documentary on Banksy. But halfway through the movie, the French director goes insane and thinks that he is a talent on the level with Banksy and tries to open up his own art show with his terrible art. And all these pretentious people in L.A. go to his art opening because they think Banksy's endorsed it. And it <laughs> just ends up being this huge satire on the art world that obviously was something that Banksy created from the beginning to make a point rather than right. any sort of real documentary. Mm-hmm. Right. I just kind of feel like maybe when the James Franco movie releases, well, suddenly somebody's going to be like, that was a bad wig the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a 20-year prank. We've pulled it on all of you. Uh, it would make so much sense. You, and you say bad wig, and now I'm looking at this actual picture of... Tommy Wiseau on the AMA, and oh my god, it's a terror. Did you like? Ha- have you seen the picture? He's wearing like a, a, a like a Letterman jacket and has this blonde wig, and he kind of looks like a blonde, insane Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> which maybe insane Ozzy Osbourne is redundant, but wow, uh, no, oh my no, god. I, I did not run into that one. And I, I should look this picture up right now. It's it's actually in. Oh, like, I the, see. It's the first, yeah. What the. He, he actually kind of looks like David Lee Roth and, and Ozzy Osbourne had a love child. Really um, looks like somebody else set up that paper that he's holding for him. I think that happens a lot. That's like, I don't know if you ever Fair. saw a picture for the um, uh, Morgan Freeman AMA, but it was literally Morgan Freeman asleep on a couch with an AMA sign stuck to him. <laughs> that's, okay, that's brilliant. Yeah. And no, but that's amazing. Yeah. I'll just lie on the couch and you put the sign on me. Your Morgan Freeman impression sounds a little bit like uh, it puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. Oh, yeah. Things no, you didn't I... know about Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Things I didn't know about myself. Things you didn't know about Mark Fu, whose oh. initials are mysteriously the same as Morgan Freeman. We'd like to what? point out you've never seen them in a room at the same time. Okay, I just looked at the picture. I have. No, that is Tommy Wiseau. But this is only letting clearance to my like, credits to my theory. I mean, look at that. Yeah. Look at that's. Yeah, it looks like a terrible wig. I that underneath that wig, that guy is shaved bald, and he's going to be an actor who is hired by somebody, probably James Franco. How old was James Franco when the room came out? Not very. I Damn. Don't know. Okay, it's James Franco's father. I don't know. Someone who has a reason to pull this prank on us for the longest time. <laughs> oh my god, no wait, hold on, I've gone to the Hulu page for his uh, TV show, and that's actually his costume for the TV show. That's Because it's not, it's not a Tommy Wiseau unless he's actually in it, remember? Of course. Oh yeah, no, of course. Of course. Because Tommy Wiseau yeah, exists but... to parody 
the right. indie directors. Um, <laughs> right. His like life, him existing, is actually a parody. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not like it's you know intentional. No, he just, just he was born. Almost. In fairness, <clears throat> when the room came out, I think Franco was like twenty five. Uh, uh, a twenty five year old stoner, James Franco. We just need now. We just need a connection for James to have the, enough money to pull this off when he was twenty five. Is it was? Did he know? Was he related to anyone rich? It's the I, it's all his freaks and geeks money. Oh yeah, he would have had that. Would James yeah, Franco clearly. blow all of his freaks and geeks money on starting a prank that he wouldn't pull the wool off for twenty years? Current yes. James Franco, yes. yes. He would. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. From what I know about him, I think so. Yes, yes, he would. Now I'm really interested to see what happened when James Franco's movie about the room comes out, because. Uh, oh, it oh, makes man. so much sense. It all makes so much sense. Everybody's like, oh, you won't he believe hired, the twist in this one. He hired someone and put, had them put on a deliberately bad accent and a terrible wig, and then he pranked a film crew and a bunch of actors for years and has gone to midnight screenings and made a comfortable living off of this prank. Wow. While James Franco laughs about it. I'm telling you guys. If only. <laughs> I'm f- I'm still cr- I'm crossing my fingers that what you're saying is true right now. I, you just want Tommy Wiseau to not really exist so badly. I, I just I just want all of this to go down and have everyone just completely melt down on Twitter. Like I just yeah. I just want to see that. I just want to see the Basically. world burn. Really, that's what Basically. it really gets down to. I just yeah I just want to see world. everyone lose their shit. Whole whole world burning just like that. Wait, when did the room come out? Oh uh, three something. Oh three. Oh three. Perfect time. I'm sorry, I'm revising my theory. This is a 20-year-long okay. episode of Punked. <laughs> so you're saying that actually it's Ashton Kutcher under there. Ashton yes. Kutcher is wearing makeup. Yes. And he's Tommy Wiseau. Yes. And slouching a lot. Is Tommy Wiseau. He has been, been able to pull off an amazing acting job while pretending to be terrible at acting all these years. Well, that's, that's, how, you, that's how you keep them from finding out. Yeah. You do movies like mm. The Butterfly Effect, and everyone thinks you're god awful, and secretly you're Tommy Wiseau. So you're secretly I, more. I can't believe what you've just said. But it's that impre- sentence but outside of the context of this makes no sense. I, I almost True. feel like we should just put that in the description. Like this episode contains the line. <laughs> wow. Things we said during this episode. What people think you're a terrible actor, but it turns out you're actually Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> it's like wait, what? wait, wait. I don't understand. You just said the same. Th- no. 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 Yes. Not yes, quite. No. Maybe. Uh, do you have anything from the uh, the Tommy Wiseau AMA you'd really like to highlight? Because I feel like there's no particular answer that really... The questions are pretty epic. The yeah, answers, well, people knew it was coming. Indeed. But the answers... Uh, because, it, because it's Tommy Wiseau, all the answers are very meandering and not actually super quotable. Interestingly enough. The most quotable is when not trying. So. Okay, so I mean the first answer is pretty pretty indicative so somebody says hi tommy i'm a big fan of the room in greg sestero's book he mentioned that in early drafts of the room you wanted to include a scene with a flying car but it was cut because it was too difficult to film um which what uh anyway flying can car. you, yeah, can you that makes tell sense. us about some of the ideas you had for the room that for whatever reason didn't make it into the final version of the film thank you okay now i gotta try and do this in the voice oh boy oh hi mark okay, okay. that was the whole fantasy the flying car did not exist it was a joke 
First of all, The Room was a drama slash comedy. That's what we had there. So Flying Cars is incorrect statement. Yeah, we had a shot behind the scenes, you can see it. You see the Blu-ray and the DVD, some of the shot we did not put in. Like basketball, Chris R. playing basketball in the corner instead of in the alley. You can very clearly see what we did not... No, you can very clearly what we did not use. You can see very clearly what we did not use. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. the next the next response from a Redditor is... Uh, a Redditor named Just Really Loves Pussy. Um... The corner, not the alley? This fucking changes everything. I can just see mines getting blown everywhere. Oh, God. Everywhere. Or not. Yeah. That's debatable. Oh, hi, Tommy. (laughs) What was your favorite room when you were a kid? Mine was the fish tank room in the back of the pet store. Something about the aquarium lights in the darkness soothed me. See, these are golden questions. You're not going to get questions like that for Morgan Freeman. No. No. That's They're gonna fine. get serious questions about Shawshank Redemption, but for right. for Tommy Wiseau, the answer to that question was mine was actually a little basement. Actually, <laughs> which is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's yes, god awful. Uh, now just wait until uh, uh, some of the AMAs coming up are going to be very interesting, but none of them quite like this one. No, um, ever. For the rest of time. There will never be another AMA. The only AMA uh, other than this one that tops this in terms of epicness. You guys have heard the legend of the Woody Harrelson AMA, right? I have have not. Oh, God. (laughs) Tell us more. So, the Woody Harrelson AMA gets announced. The topic is open and questions are... You know, when they the way Reddit works, they open it for an hour or so so people can put questions in and upvote or downvote what they want to see answered and then the celebrity comes in. The question that was brought up to the top as the most liked question was this guy telling a story about how Woody Harrelson had crashed his high school prom and drunkenly taken the virginity of one of his classmates and then left without saying anything to her. And so, of course, everyone wanted to know if this was true. And Woody Harrelson made the mistake of, A, not answering that question, which, you know, I kind of understand that. But, B, sure. then, of course, every question after that was just about mm-hmm. the high school prom. They refused to talk about anything else. And Woody Harrelson finally said, come on, guys, can we just talk about my movie Rampart? To which Reddit said, no, we cannot. Of course. No. And so now, anytime you see the word Rampart, that's what that's from. Oh. Thanks, yeah. Reddit. Wow. Yeah. Reddit in-jokes are the in-jokiest. Yeah, they are. But they're great if you know them all. I will tell you my favorite thing that I've ever seen in AMA ever. Um, it was an AMA for Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I believe at the time Snoop Lion, perhaps. I think been. so. I think so. Um, Who regularly visits slash r slash trees for reasons I couldn't. Oh yeah, he comprehend. shows up all the time. Oh yeah, I don't know why. Really enjoys you know pines. Yeah. Which actually is um, the the thing that I loved was that he showed up. Somebody asked him how much he smokes, and he talked about it. And then they did the math on what he had talked about, and the quantity of weed that he smokes. I still, to this day, can't imagine. Like, I, I need to go you find could... this this answer somewhere. But like, literally, somebody sat down and was like, "Let's just assume for a second here that Snoop Dogg smokes, you know, X amount a day from what he's described." Because basically, the 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 question he was asked was how much he smokes, and his his answer was basically, he wakes up. And for the rest of the day, he's just constantly passing them around. Which so sounds basically like basically Snoop Dogg should be dead. Well, it's basically I mean, basically he should be giving the entire country of Liechtenstein the munchies. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Snoop Dogg right now, 
if there's ever like a house fire and God forbid he dies in it, the entire city of LA is gonna get high off of his fumes. <laughs> like he's I, pure THC I, at this point. That, so you know, strangely, I think that that's almost how he would want to go out. Almost, I think so. On I some, on some level. I also think that's how he will go out. You know, on the same day that Tommy Wiseau is re- revealed to be James Franco in disguise, Snoop Dogg will ascend to the heavens and just turn into a giant cloud of pot smoke that will descend over the city of LA for three days. They will call it the Tommy Wiseau Dog Celebration, and it will be remembered throughout history. It'll be like the new Woodstock, only without music. Nobody's going to have the energy to do music. Yeah, they're just going to be waiting. But it'll be really, high. but it'll be really fucking funny, man. <laughs> Dude, I just had the best. I just had the best idea. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, uh, hey guys, I just had the best idea. Why don't we make a sequel to Dread with the money we would have spent on that Power Rangers fan film? (laughs) (laughs) And full circle, all back there. First full circle roundup. That's why it's a roundup, folks. All right, roundup, roundup, roundup. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, Ben. I hope your last topic has a lot of meat in it because we burned through the first two and a half an hour. This is why we back up topics. Yeah, it's true. It's Remember, true. internet. We all always carry a backup topic with you. <laughs> put it in your wallet. We're professionals next, put it here. In your wallet let's, next let's to be that honest. Yep. From 1982. Uh, this one can get kind of charged, um, depending on okay. your opinion of massive company-wide events for comics, which I have mixed opinions on. You know, there have been some good ones over the years. There have been some ones I've been like, "What the hell are you people doing over the years?" And there have been some yeah. in betweens where you have you have moments I, like my my opinion of most of the uh, like Black Lantern series with DC was that there were a lot of really good moments, and at the same time I was like, "Wait, wait, they're doing what? Wait, they're doing what?" So much filler <laughs> in that series to go from the, fair enough. The, which in fairness, award of the brightest mm-hmm. day. <laughs> it, yeah, but we you know, and in fairness, you you forget some of the filler unless you remember at the time going god there's so much filler and nothing else yeah. um, but you forget some of the filler and favor some of the really interesting moments but yeah it's i mean that's that's how major events are you know nothing is ever going to quite crisis on infinite earths again i think yeah. and at the same time because they're doing it so often now it cheapens them well marvel's got a big one coming up um have both of you already heard about secret wars I have. We even chronicled it on the Ace of Geeks a little bit. Indeed. Oh, that's right. And uh, so this sort of discussion of uh, what are they calling it? Battle World. Yeah, Battle World. Mm-hmm. Battle World. Marvel we're... universes over the years are matching into one. Yep. So we're we're taking a bunch of the existing Marvel universes, blowing them all up, and jamming them into one space, and then basically it's like it's like okay, so so you guys, I'm gonna take a tiger, and I'm gonna take a panda bear, and I'm gonna put him <laughs> in a cage, and I'm make him fight. Only in this in this scenario, the okay, you guys, is I'm gonna J2 take, from MC2. I'm going to take J2, the, uh, and I'm going to take is... Ultimate Captain America, yeah. and I'm going to take uh, one of the, like, seven of the what-ifs from back <laughs> in, like, the eight, like the 70s. Remember that one time that Rogue absorbed all of those guys' powers in what-if number 397? No, two badges back. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're going to put it in an editor's note, and she's going to be in this one. And then we're going to take Modern Cyclops, and we're going to take Ultimate Cyclops, and we're going to make them fight. Um, that is my opinion of Battle World a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. It is. It does. I, I. It has the potential to do some interesting things because every time you get a bunch of comic creators together and give them something weird to work with, there is a potential for some really interesting things. My personal pre-thought is it's gonna be dumb, but 
I'm not willing to completely make a judgment on that. What I am upset about, however, is uh, some of the news that just came out that there's 33 different series that are going to be ending as a result of the Secret Wars event. Now, the way that this is happening is interesting in the sense that, uh, was it David Gabriel, the, the senior VP of sales and marketing for Marvel, actually sort of phrased it like, the creative teams that are working on these things, for the most part, are going to be sticking around. However... Uh, and it's, this is a for the most part thing. What he said is that, uh, let's see, this is paraphrased by Hollywood Reporter, but uh, creators have the options of telling last day's stories in their series. So storylines li- story that were taking place leading up to Secret Wars number one and sort of in as the universes die around them and then end up merged together. Or stories that take place during Secret Wars. The ones that are happening during Secret Wars are actually going to get a finale well, a 616 finale, they're calling it. That, of course, being the primary Marvel Universe as a right. joking laugh at Earth-1 from DC. Um, <laughs> but they're going to be replacing them with new series. So you've got a lot of series that are going to be closing down that either have been around forever or that have been rebooted lots of times, meaning we're not too worried. Um, and a lot of them are probably going to be replaced with uh, parallel series in Secret Wars, which would be nice, but uh, we don't know that yeah, all of them will. The same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, well A lot of the, the series that have been announced for Secret Wars um, that are either going to be miniseries or ongoing sound really interesting. Like, you know, uh-huh. for example, mm-hmm. A-Force, which is the all-female Avengers comic, yep. has that a I am excited really about. fucking cool roster. Yes, Like, having, having She-Hulk and Nico from Runaways on the same team, I'm just so excited about. Um, I just like uh-oh. that they remembered She-Hulk, ex- She-Hulk exists. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you, you feel like they had forgotten any She-Hulk existed but Betty Ross for a little while. That was definitely... For a little while. Yeah. For a bit. But uh, it, Jennifer it, has always been a fun character, and I, I, I am absolutely looking forward to A-Force, because especially with the introduction of more uh, female characters lately in the Marvel Universe that have agency and are interesting and yes. have, you know... I mean, like... And are selling like gangbusters, yeah. too. Yeah, Well, absolutely. that's the reason why, like, Miss Marvel is listed as one of the titles that's getting canceled. They're not canceling Miss Marvel. That comic has been doing so fucking oh, absolutely. well. Absolutely, and, and it's been, <laughs> it's given them such, like, how much better press has Marvel had about Kamala Khan? Oh, God, so than, much. Than DC has had about anything Honestly. that they've done lately. Yeah. Honestly. Well, and that's the, Possibly thing, that's the reason Arrow, why but... I'm actually really excited about the other side of Secret Wars. I think I agree mm-hmm. that Secret Wars is going to be like... Like, one of the comics coming out during Secret Wars is a comic that's called Planet Hulk, but is actually about Captain America and Devil Dinosaur fighting a planet full of Hulks, including Hulk Hogan. Okay. Yeah. He's not even joking. Does no. anyone know... I've seen you the know, cover art. I just... Can someone <laughs> shoot me in the foot... Please, I just need to like that sounds. But, I, I'm gonna read. But that, that could happen. That could happen in any. You know, in fairness, that could happen right. in any major event. I mean, DC right, right. has done crazy dumb stuff with their characters too. Although right. some of the crazy dumb stuff involves Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, and I would read it forever. But you know, yes. um, but like, like what I was gonna say was, you know, after the my dramatic pause there, yeah, you know, all those are gonna be fun miniseries for a minute of like, look at all the crazy shit that could happen on Battle World. Sure. And then I think when they rebuild the universe, and this is what I've been saying since the beginning, I think the reason they're saying it's not a reboot, and I'm crossing my fingers and hoping I'm right, is that we're not gonna wake up in a new reality with everybody saying, oh, this is the reality that it's always right, been. We're this not going to DC Flashpoint our way into right. the next... I, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to wake up in a new reality where, yes, some characters are gone, some characters are back, Certain, a lot of things have changed, but, everyone but everyone's going to remember what things were like before. Yeah. And that's and like a gonna... Marvel That's like a Marvel old, old Marvel standby, is everyone remembers yeah. everything that's ever happened in theory. 
Yeah, and so it's, it's instead of being a reboot, it's they're rebooting the universe, but not the characters. And the thing that always pisses me off about reboots is rebooting the characters. Because right. You get you, you well, ruin all the cool character development moments that I've got right. grown to love over the years. I mean, how how frust not not that it didn't turn into some good things, but how frustrated were you at Brand New Day? So so frustrated. so frustrated. Dan hadn't showed up to make yeah, that. Yeah, but how much right. of that right. was just how bad it was? Yes, though. it's true. Oh, well, well, leading up into it, and the way it was disagree, right. I disagree but, well, that, I, that I, I still feel like there are some really good married. moments. Uh, yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, I disagreed with that. Yeah. Well, because they, I felt that they I played think, it well up until that point, but yeah, most. Of the I think time. essentially this whole thing is basically them saying, "Hey, why don't we just get all the stories? We're, we're going to throw everything in a pot." We're going to launch a whole bunch of shit, throw it at the wall, See and what whatever sticks. ends up being really popular and sticks, we're going to keep. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's and a then we're going to reboot everything around it, and universe. there you go. It's yep. so much better than the New 52 uh, style of, let's just do everything we did in the 90s and hope no one notices. Right. Uh, I do yes. like, though, that they have they have literally come out and said, yeah, we totally did that, and we completely went after the same audience harder than we ever did before and it just didn't work out for us so now we're going to redo things and they're rebooting the whole dc universe again yeah with conversions. but well, this time they're actually going to add like diversity in yeah and, okay you know they're bringing in lots of Weird. lots of female um perspectives like if you get tied up by the joker and crying that's female empowering right it's it's a <laughs> developed female character she has an emotion. Uh, they're working on they're, it. It's baby steps. <laughs> they realize we're stupid and tone deaf, but at least we're trying to listen now. <laughs> at least now we're just tone yeah. impaired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They've they've got a hearing aid for sure. um, terrible tone. F- terrible. There's there's a website shit. set up called Has DC Done Something Stupid Today? It's got a count. And on. it's. It's been around for like three years. Yeah. It's had material Since for like three years. Since basically. Right. Like it's been going on for a long time. You know, we yeah. and I at one point I was actually I was paying close attention to it just because I couldn't believe it, but at one point it um, the highest it ever reached on the countdown was or the count up, I think was four days. <laughs> oh, it's they've they've beaten that now. I think they actually made it three months or something without doing anything truly truly. Well, stupid. they just got quiet for a while mostly. Yeah. Or yeah, they just but, were just like let's just let's we'll just hold off for a minute. Nobody's home. Let's hold off for a minute. Look, we're going to give Wonder Woman at least an outfit that has clothes. All right, you know I won't count that as two. Uh, no, 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 never mind. Anyway, we covered that last week, but yes, um, and we've we've talked about this before though that you know like DC personally for me is my favorite company primarily because of the experiences I had with it reading through comics that were between the seventies and nineties as a kid. Right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, Mike, I know I wasn't alive in the 70s, but my brother had a bunch of, car- of comics that I got to read through when I was a kid. I, were older. Dude, when I was a kid, I read all the Chris, Cla- Chris Claremont run on X-Men. I'm not going to judge you on reading comics from the 70s. Yes. <laughs> all right. But uh, with that said, you know, it's the, as far as just sort of understanding the current political climate and sort of the sense of what readers are thinking at the moment, um, yeah, Marvel's doing it a hell of a lot better. Hell, Dark Horse is doing it better right now. Yeah. And Valiant is doing it better. I mean, I think everybody kind of Well, every it, image it, nobody so is uh, Okay, yeah. yeah well, uh, well, I don't know. Actually, that's not true. Who's, right? who's image, running two? The thing with Image is that Image is so cuz it's creator owned. It's so diverse in and of itself just from the people who are making stuff. That's true. That's true. I, you that's know, actually mm-hmm. not some books are kind of statement. horrifyingly uh, I don't know. Yeah. Right. But well, and that's like, that I mean that'll Savage be true Dragon on several uh, well Savage Dragon has is is sort of its own institution at this point in a way. 
Uh, I will right. say that Chu is being done by Image, and I mean Chu has some weird stuff going on, but it's also a very, very smart, very timely comic. So I mean, yeah. you know, they're all going to have some ups and downs. It's just that Marvel. I, I was reacting mostly Oops. to the Eric Larson um, speech yeah. he gave oh. the other day. I forgot that everyone else uh... I like works for Image. <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay, there's, there's fair a lot enough. of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll go into those. Um, but I would say though, as far as like it, the way that Secret Wars has been phrased up sort of like here's what we are doing really does not make it seem like it's going to be a great idea especially when you say we're blowing up the old universe you're going to get a lot of reactionary stuff and that's really where a lot of my reaction comes from because this is marvel has taken such pains to not blow up their universe over time as opposed to where you expect that dc is going to reboot every five to ten years maximum if not more often um and it's so it's you develop a lot of these connections and very few of them ever spontaneously like they'll retcon maybe 20 to 30 years later you know you turn around and suddenly like ben graham and reed richards didn't serve in world war ii their grandfathers served in world war ii because that's how they had to retcon that into making sense because it just has to slide right magneto still was in the holocaust but sometime in the 70s he was de-aged to a baby and grew up again so that he can still be the age he is now and still have the holocaust to drive his entire yeah because that that's such a big part of his character when what's happened as a result of that though and that's the part that it's it's hard for me to acknowledge because i do have such i feel like a tie to a lot of these stories where i can say they're talking about this thing that i remember reading 30 years ago that they still remember as opposed yeah. to going into DC where it's like, you've only been active for like three years, so you're making references to things that weren't there when you were actually, you know, Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon working in like Washington, DC and the Batman family comics in the 70s. It's, it's not where it's a uh, with the Marvel, though. You've been active for five years and you've gone through three Robins already. What the fuck, Bruce? That man, <laughs> that really just shit at Robins, man. Um, yeah. But with with Marvel doing this this sort of break it down thing, like the the thing that I finally have had to sort of reconcile for myself, Marvel's gotten so big by trying to maintain all of its history that everything is a retcon at this point. Like yes. you can't wrap mm-hmm. your head around the way things have happened without massively retconning and saying things like, "Why is Luke Cage having started in a black exploitation designed you know inspired outfit when technically he started heroing in like the two thousands now." Like that never well, would have Well, that's the interesting right. thing about superheroes because I think one of the things that I think Marvel has specifically said uh, repeatedly is that, you know, time passes slower in the Marvel Universe than it does for modern comics. It's the only of way course. I can explain the fact that, you know, like Spider Man right. is only now, you know, out of college and out of high school and only has been for the past like 20 years or so. Right. Um, but the funny thing about it is that the world in the Marvel comics. It keeps up. Essentially, literally, if you're reading those Claremont the comics, the themes keep Spider- up and the yeah. technology keeps up. So it's right. not really. Uh, it's it's yeah yeah yeah. Like Scott Summers in the Cla- in one Claremont comic specifically says the X Men started in 1962, and then you know now it's right. literally 2015 and, now... and he's still 30 years old. Right. What what <laughs> what happened? Right. Yeah. And so uh, I think that I think this is the like. You have both right now. Marvel is doing the whole thing where they're blowing up, and the new, what do we call it? The new new fifty two. I don't know. Post convergence fifty two. I don't know. Uh, whatever this new DC thing is doing, where they've act, where DC actually has said, um, basically, some of the books will have shared continuity and some of them won't because they're basically just want pe- the writers to be able to focus on writing stories, 
So they're, they're and I like, feel like that's kind of yeah. a necessary thing at this point, yeah. where you have to kind of just say, you know what, if if you're if you're beholden to a whole bunch of continuity that's built up over the course of fifty years of comics, you can't write anything without anything being a retcon, like you just said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, where do you go, right? Like, right. Well, and in DC's fifty years of stuff, yeah. and and five Robins who right. have died yeah. and come back or whatever. Right. It's like, oh, another Robin's in danger. Yeah. Which was Same which was funny when they played that up in the Black Lanterns and like everyone could turn into a Black Lantern because everyone, everyone has died. Everyone has died at some point, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. The uh, the funny thing with... um, uh, Not the funny thing, sorry. That's, it's the same thing, exact problem that they would have run into if they had tried to keep the new Star Wars movie in continuity with the Expanded Universe. Oh, yeah. Literally... You would, like, it would have, it would have shaken itself up. The, the Expanded Universe is in, in continuity with itself half the time. Yeah. Well, not even half. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, maybe a fifth. But it's yeah. just too big. It's too yeah. big. It's absolutely too big. And it, it's one of the, that's another one where I was like, but, 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 like, the idea of having uh, somebody who has the power over the franchise take, say, Mara Jade, who is probably one of the most recognizable EU-only characters besides, like, Jason and Jaina mm-hmm. Solo, yeah. to take Mara Jade away from the fans is, like, it's like killing somebody. And that's, yeah. you know, and so... It's it's weird to say we're losing the EU, but when you look at it from that standpoint of saying we need to do this over, it makes a lot more sense. It really does. It's not it's not fun if you really have grown to enjoy the EU and that's getting thrown out, but it makes sense. Plus, they'd already killed Marjade in the EU, so fuck them anyway. I yeah, but now you. I, I don't know if this is. It's it's the uh, the reality wiping bomb, and that's the yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now she's not dead anymore. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know if True. this is just me or I feel like sometimes it is, but. Um, I've people talk about I hear people talk about these stories and like you know oh there's they're making this change and it retcons this story that happened back and whatever and that was like my story happened or they're relaunching this thing it's a reboot mm-hmm. and I always feel like you know when they relaunch something it just it's a new thing it's a reboot of a thing or whatever it doesn't retroactively wipe out the fact that you read those books and liked them mm-hmm. to me you know what I mean like sure. and I get the emotional attachment that people have to them but. Like nobody could take those stories away from you just because they didn't actually happen to this version of Spider-Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, seems like I, I I just I don't that mindset. I've never been able to quite understand. Like, well, people freak out when something has been just. Well, they make a change, a costume. So and so didn't fight in the Vietnam War. Now they're in you know Desert Storm or whatever, and then they lose their shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing for me, like, you know, I said it before, but I want to go back to it. The Why I like this idea, if it's working the way I think it is, so much better than the new 52 is, you know... You're not losing the stories. New, you're not losing the stories at all because the characters are still the same characters. They're just going to be in a different environment. Like, what happened went to me, you know, I grew, not really grew up, but sort of grew, grew up uh, reading Peter David's Young Justice, and that is, I still think, mm-hmm. one of the best comics ever written. It's it's fantastic, and the characters, you know, grow and change. And he he they yeah the way they handled ki- the, the way they handled impulse was just it was oh my god such an arc yeah absolutely incredible. Um, and then when the new fifty two happened, none of those characters... like mm-hmm. those characters sure they put them back together in the Teen Titans, but they weren't my version. They of the weren't right. The my, Teen Titans. My Tim and my Connor and my Cassie and my Bart. Are right. gone now and are gone forever and, and can never I mean, come back. And Bart you know, is it, essentially gone, gone at this point. You know, yeah. like where it's true because yeah. his was such a weird storyline. And yeah, and, and if you look at and it's it's tough too because what you're doing then is you're being presented with these new versions 
immediately after you've lost the old ones in a lot of cases. So looking at this new group of Titans, I guess I can see is, that. You know, it's so it's it's a little weird because like with some reboots, like with the Star Trek reboot, we hadn't seen the original series characters since Star Trek Six, Star Trek Seven Generations, right? And we hadn't really There's time. There was some time in between rebooting it in two thousand nine was weird, but it it also it felt totally different. Whereas in some cases, like with Teen Titans, for example, the, the series doesn't feel entirely different. The art, quite frankly, a lot of the artwork is still really similar. Or like Brand New Day, especially they're they're re- because Spider Man and Mary Jane was the, yeah. such a a, a a unit in that that built that whole story. To reboot that is to reboot both characters almost entirely. And so what yeah. you're doing is like one issue later, one month later, you're looking at these same characters doing something completely different with like the same art, almost the same artist, same creative team. And it's, yeah. it's really disorienting to say, okay, so like three months ago, uh, Connor and Cassie were making out and now Connor isn't even in the same book and isn't named Connor. Connor, right, Connor and is now angry and he's bitter. wearing a trucker and, cap of all right. things. Cassie's a thief. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, you know, in fairness, um, you'll always, I, I feel like you'll always find that groups like Titans that tend to be sort of second string groups will go through a lot harder reboots to sort of yeah. reinforce that it's a reboot. Whereas, you know, Batman stays virtually unchanged and just has less experience, which means nothing because he's Batman. Like, because he's still, Batman. because he's still Batman. But yeah, yeah, I'm the Batman. It's, but that's, I think that's the thing about reboots that really can get your goat so hard is that you're watching, especially with Brand New Day, what kills me, what killed me at the time was watching these characters go through an incredible, singular, formative, character-establishing, I'm going to save my aunt by giving up everything, and then you would go one comic later, and it's all mm-hmm. gone. All and of it is gone. Harry Osborn's alive. And yep. Like, like, yep. I, I'll say, I'll sing the praise I like, of I swore I, I would like, never read into the Spider-Man I like Max Medell, and, and I like and... Carly Cooper, and I'll grant them that. But, oh, so it was, it was just so frustrating to read. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. No, it's okay. I was gonna say I, you know, I swore I'd never read another Spider-Man comic after that, and uh, I, you know, you will. Dan Slott yeah. brought me back because Dan yeah. Slott took. Okay, I've got a new continuity and a new universe. Let's make it still worth reading. Yeah. Oh, and, it was it was a set of good stories. I I, I actually yeah. really enjoyed Brand New Day once I was willing to say I am now reading Brand New Day, even though half of it was once you cut yourself free of all the baggage. Well, well no, because the storyline. I mean, but even the behind the scenes that went into that reboot, because like Dave Michael Straczynski had done such a yeah. good job in Spider Man, and mm-hmm. then for Casada mm-hmm. to be like, you are doing this storyline because Spider Man yeah. cannot be married, and Casada quitting, and or, I mean, and uh, Straczynski quitting, and Casada taking over writing just to finish the story, and like, yeah, ooh man. <laughs> yeah that oh yeah well and there is there's certainly that and i mean any given reboot can have an element of that uh I'm, it sounds like marvel doesn't which would be really nice because now it'd be a great time with the everything that they're doing coming together between tv and movies and everything else to really have a lot of cohesion that'd be great but you know it, with some reboots there's there's those moments where you're just like did you guys really just like get in a fight is that what happened like are we just kind of like using this as an excuse to just throw everything out because you didn't like the guy but yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's mm-hmm. really it's jarring. I think uh, when it's done in certain ways because it's happening immediately. It's yeah. like watching a watching a TV show and suddenly losing everything that's happened to a character. Like it's the the thing where like for example, and I can't remember what shows have done this where like an entire season just didn't happen, and suddenly uh, you're Dallas like, is the only one that I can think of. Right, Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only one I know of. Where, where, where suddenly you're like, somebody this... just walked out of the shower who was supposed to have been dead. Right. Yeah. 
Right, and right. They were like, "What?" Yeah, and it, the it whole was season was a dream. dream. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, and to do something like that to say this character Artless. progress that we've given these characters, these it's not just that you're invested in these characters at this point, it's that you have an idea of what these impacts have been that they have had and that they have gone through and to just kind of have that pulled out from under you. I think I think that's and you know, in fairness, when you see people lose their shit, it's usually the reactionary moment. And you know just yeah. as well as anyone else, if you when you have that reactionary moment, all bets are off. Yep. But if you're oh, going yeah. to calm down later, I, I the people who are on your Facebook sh- will know you and that's about it, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I stood up in a screening of Serenity and screamed, "Oh fuck you at the imaginary Joss Whedon that I couldn't see." Yep. <laughs> I know that reactionary moment very well. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and Mike provides a perfect example, but yeah, it's you know there's there's that I think you you end up seeing the ones that are the angriest, and if you're going to find nuanced critiques and appreciations of what's new about the storyline, you have to then resort to like trolling through IO9 to find the one article that's about that. You know, it's like somebody yeah. is going to present that perspective, but right off the bat, right away, like there's there's almost a grieving process that you go through, or at oh, yeah. least that especially with Brand New Day, like I definitely it's, had. I think that's what it sounds like, like to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it really it, denial and grief and it, it does feel a bit like that. You're like, well, and, and it phrases itself differently because you know what it is. You're like, no, no, they're going to put them back together in like two episodes. No, they're going to put them back together in like five issues, maybe. No, it's. I mean, I like this Carly girl, but she's obviously temporary because Mary Jane is like right there in part of this storyline and just keeps showing up. Yeah, and you yeah. eventually you're like, okay, okay, they're really they're really trying to do a new. They're they're not going to use this as a temporary storyline. Right. They're really trying, they're to, trying to be serious about this. That, that's one of the reasons why I think that the way Secret Wars into whatever the next universe is going to be called is going, actually, I think they've done a good job because they've been building up to Secret Wars in uh, Avengers for probably a year and a half yeah, now. Yeah, it's not necessarily Like, that sudden. whole storyline is I think on, it's longer, yeah, even. Yeah, like, uh, Hickman has been building yeah, this for a for long time. Long over, time. like, three different series. Yeah, and then Secret Wars, instead of just being a hard reboot, is going to be... A a transition. Long, hopefully, awesome Avengers versus X Men style series about people we like punching other people we like, um, and right. occasionally and even punching people we'll we don't to... like, which is really gratifying. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. This has been very enlightening to me. I think maybe the poss- the problem here is that I've just never I've never had that moment of where I've been like, this is fucking bullshit. Because apparently I'm dead inside. I don't care about anything. <laughs> well, it's, or it's, you just roll with punches you... better. Like, Mike and I don't always take these things very well by nature. It's You're true. like, what are you doing to the thing I love? Even it's if true. we, well, even if we get used to it later, yeah. right away, it's just like, Argh! yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things where it's um, it comes at you when you don't expect it. I I did not expect the ending of Serenity. I did not expect most of Man of Steel. I did not mm-hmm. expect... The, I expected the New 52, but I did not expect them to change some of my, my favorite characters the way they did. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, you're like, you're just reading a comic and, you know, you're expecting... You know, you pick up in something called Red Hood and the Outlaws and you're expecting to enjoy a comic of three of your favorite characters uh, hanging out and solving crimes <laughs> and you get to page two and you're like, what the fuck did they do to uh, Starfire? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <clears throat> That's yeah. a that's a that's an older topic, and I'm gonna, yes. at this point, and I'm going to skip it. That's a long topic, but <laughs> I'm going to skip that one and say yes, just like that. That's exactly the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Yes. Um, it's it's the suddenness of it. I think of of yeah. saying it's and so that's what's that is one thing that is nice about Secret Wars. I absolutely agree. Is that they're building to it. It's a transition. It's yeah. not necessarily something where 
like and they're they're building up to it by talking about it they're sort of providing yeah, and they've been building up to it the stage. in the thing and it doesn't sound like we're going to lose characters now losing a we setting can hurt some. yeah yeah well of course you have to yeah. get rid of some it's a so, any shake up is going to lose but 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 even if you yeah. don't at least you don't lose everything and you know like this has there's a purpose behind it and they're right. working towards well, and something you're not going to lose the characters needlessly if you lose yeah. a character the other characters if they're maintaining the fact that they've they've they keep their character journey and right. everything else cap is going to be absolutely They'll brokenhearted by losing somebody as opposed to cap rebooting and not remembering who any of them were and that's kind of the most yes. that's almost the most painful part is like yes. these people never existed not these people are are gone in a way. Yeah. So really, what you're saying is that, and this is for you know all those comic professionals who are obviously listening to this podcast of course. right now. Yeah. You know, well, three episodes. Three episodes in, we've never had a bigger the, impact. The Bendises of the world, but yeah. So what we're saying here is, if you're going to do one of these changes where it's huge and wide ranging, you got to ease the readers into it, like an old man into a bathtub. Well, it's almost slowly. like we're saying. It's almost like we're saying in one way. Well written, built, and and built storylines with a good payoff are preferable to slapdash changes. I don't know why you would say well, that. That's just bullshit. Just, oh, silly. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's a certain amount of emotional engagement you get when you make a character well, or when you give somebody something to invest in. And uh, yeah, I think that character journey, you want to see an impact you want to see that something mattered even when it's your comic book characters even when it's you know you you look back and some like some random character that you remember reading about in an issue you know in a in a book like a long time like when uh here's one when donna troy died um Mm -hmm. uh, donna troy wasn't right uh when donna troy got shot by a superman android um There, that's specific enough, right? Yes, uh, yes, there I'm, was, I'm with you. Uh, Donna Troy wasn't the only character that died in that that in, in arc, even in that issue, I think. And no, yeah. one, no one remembered that someone else had died in that sequence. And it was just, oh no, Donna's gone. And no one talked about the other one. Um, it was, I remember, because that was the Teen Titans Young Justice yeah. crossover yeah. before the launch of yeah. Teen Titans, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. That I was, that. yeah. And I, and I was so happy that all of my Young Justice characters made it through unscathed. Yeah, really. Because <laughs> they had Empress in there, and I was like, they're going to kill Empress. If they're offing Donna Troy, they're going to kill Empress. And she survived, to never right. be mentioned again. <laughs> right, I was going to say, and we haven't seen her since then, but that's <laughs> not the point. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's that, that sense of, like, if you're, if you're really invested in something and invested in someone, they spent nearly a year at times detailing the kind of impact that Donna Troy had had on people at least you know three to, to six months before they started bringing her back with the whole multiverse Donna Troy thing which I actually really enjoyed not gonna lie but uh, like there was an impact there was a there was sort of an acknowledgement that a character had been taken away yes um, and even if you do something where you reboot and you rewind um one of the biggest payoffs for me, not just for nostalgia's sake alone, but was the revival of some of the Crisis on Infinite Earths characters in recent New 52 related right. stuff to say, we acknowledge that multiverse was there and some of this stuff is trickling back in and all of a sudden all these things that had had an impact on characters that I remembered that you know had been at least very mildly in the sense that any story is mildly formative for me all of a sudden these characters are remembering it and it's influencing the way they're acting i mean the way that they handled power girl through that whole thing because she was an earth 2 character 
I was mm-hmm. I got really excited about it because it wasn't just that I was seeing these things again, although I think, yeah, the nostalgia probably played a lot into it, but it was also seeing the impact come back for these characters to see that what they had been through had had an effect as opposed to what they had been through had, you know, been like tissue paper. Um, yeah. I think that's that's the, the thing that, that hurts so much about having a, a character or something taken away in a reboot. Like, yeah, when they get killed, I get, I, I'm upset. I'm definitely upset, but you're seeing the the characters that they're writing go through the grieving process with you. When they reboot, you're left to go through it by yourself. Yes, that is absolutely, I think, 100 percent right. And no one, really no one is. Good moment you know, to end the podcast uh, yes. on because we're at an hour. Oop. So remember, wait before folks, we do that. Yes? Let's just say one more thing. We're gonna start up the first ever nerd comic book support group. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a good idea. It's a 12-step program. <laughs> we're going to help you through it. We're, we're there for you. Reboot gonna, Victims gonna, Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh god. Oh we'll bring, boy. We'll bring Peter, Peter David in to do talks. Oh man, J. Michael Straczynski I think would have a lot to say about this. <laughs> it's true. I think he needs yeah. it. He, he might need it himself, it's true. Yeah. I'm not just dude. the president, I'm also a member. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thanks for listening in. Um, as always, head to our blog, aceofgeeks.blogspot.com, to see the rest of the Geekly Roundup. Um, and uh, if you want to check us out elsewhere, we're on Facebook at the Ace of Geeks Podcast. We're on Twitter at Ace of Geeks, Instagram at Ace of Geeks, Google Plus, the Ace of Geeks. We're also on Tumblr, aceofgeeks.tumblr.com. Uh, and if you want to email us, you can email us at aceofgeekspodcasting at gmail.com. Ben, Mark, thank you guys so much for being on. I just realized we didn't introduce you at all. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Hooray! Um, And uh, we'll see you guys next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.